Hey, uh, real quick, this is episode number uh, 56 of Junkie Les of the podcast. This is Kevin, as usual. I uh, just wanted to say up front that this was a really fun episode to do for a couple of reasons. First and foremost was that we finally get to talk about Sturgill Simpson's meta-modern sounds in country music. Uh, but besides that, uh, we've been trying to get our friend Brian out here in the Rock Cave sitting on one of these podcasts, I think, for about a year now. Uh, we've finally made it happen this past Sunday. Besides being a member of the street team from 930 Club and besides being a crazy skilled brewer of beer, uh, which plans are to have him brew a beer for us specifically, uh, Brian's also a lover of music and he goes to just about every show that he can. Uh, and not only does he love music, he's got a lot to say about it. So uh, he actually did to say a lot on this podcast because this was his first time uh, just seeing how it works. But hopefully uh, we're looking forward to having him back real soon. And he can sort of share his love and knowledge of music with all of you. Um, I already mentioned that we'd be talking about the new Sergio Simpson, uh, which is fantastic. But we'll also be talking about the debut record from uh, Sylvanesso. Uh, I think there's a little bit uh, talk about Yacht Rock in there, uh, just thrown in for good measure. I'm going to get out of your way now so you can give the show a listen. Uh, hope you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, here we go. It happens here. And it finishes here. Two men enter, one man. Nearly a two-word review is just a shit sandwich. That right there is a lot of a Love me some yacht rock. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was talking about. Yacht rock? I, I just tricked him. Yeah. This, this is all we're going to talk about. Dun, 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 so does yacht rock. Okay. Like What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Re- no, but it's really, really like <laughs> the sm- like just not an ounce of, of, of not one note out of place. Like throughout the entire thing. Yeah, but you gotta question the places that they're putting. You guys are. It's not. It's not meant to be like. It's. And it, you can't say that it's a masterpiece. But it's like. It's funny. It's. It's hilarious. Yeah, you but know? I don't think that they mean it to be funny. Like it's unintentionally <laughs> hilarious. I don't know. Like Steely, anything from Steely Dan. Steely Dan or Yacht Rock? Steely Dan are not Yacht Rock. Yes, they are. <laughs> no, they're the exact same thing. Oh, we are. Oh, Steely, Dan, Steely Dan are totally Yacht Rock. <laughs> Turn on the recording. No, it's been no, recording. Steely Dan are complete Yacht Rock, man. No, Steely Dan are like hardcore, like jazz. Yeah. You was a jazz fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steely Dan is only peripheral jazz, man. Well, the, I'll give you that. The, but but it's the same. The the the, the definition of rock, yacht rock is 
really smooth music Which done between is? like 1976 mm-hmm. to like 1983. Wait, like Michael McDonald. Yacht Rock within the Yacht Rock. Look, man, if Yacht Rock was good enough for like for like Dr. Dre and all those guys, it surely can be good enough for you. Just because they sample a couple of and and did they sample it because it was funny and hilarious or because it was really fucking smooth? They found two seconds they could like and repurpose. Or like like one thing that just sounded great, unintentionally like super segue into like one thing we're going to be talking about. All right, fine. But so yeah, this is uh, guys. This was fifty-seven. Was fifty-six? Fifty something? Fifty? I don't know. Yeah. Full house. We have Adam in there. How are you, man? Miss Susie on the couch. Hey. Paul. Hey. Kenobi, you going to say anything? No. No. I'm hungry. Brian Biscuits. Brenner. How are you? Yes. Uh, you just overseeing the beer today? Is that that is good? That is good. Eventually we eventually we were going to get a uh, hopefully get a brew yes, we down will. here and then we, gonna, we will. That'd be fantastic. Um uh, so we were talking about yacht rock, mm-hmm. but uh, big news this week is that Beats Music has been bought out by Apple for $3 billion. 3.2. 3.2 billion dollars. Uh, that means we'll get better headphones with our iPhones. Those things they give you with the iPods are just dog shit. I think, you know? though, like the more interesting thing for me is the streaming service side of it. A Beats streaming service? Well, it's the same thing. So it this is, is iTunes buying out a competitor, basically. A little bit, but... Since they haven't rolled out their own thing yet, really. Wow, they're buying out someone who was thinking about being a competitor. Yeah. That's, that's, they're buying out a famous person. Like, I think Dr. Dre's quote was like, I'm the first, like, hip hop billionaire. Was that, you remember? No, you didn't hear that one, but I'll tell you what. Dr. Dre made his money, but Jimmy Iovine really, 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 really made his money. Really made his money. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because everybody was like sort of losing their shit over this deal because. Uh, they wanted to see a competitor, and it's been a weird. Like we're Paul and I are uh, audio users. I think you're on audio, or no, you use Spotify. Spotify. Use Spotify, but uh, you know the streaming thing is it's taken over and stuff. And Beats came in and was sort of laughably weird. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't. I had a really hard time trying to figure out how to like select a song that I wanted to hear. Uh, but because yeah, it was all them trying to like put together playlist algorithms right, and things like that. Right. It was playlist algorithms and and, and uh, being curated by experts in quotes. Uh, but it works because they, they premiered, what, four months ago and they already got bought out for $3 billion. <laughs> so, great use of advertising dollars right there. Uh, I think so, they bought both the hardware, the earphone, it's, it's one, it's as one corporation. Well as the yeah. streaming. Yeah. So, they bought, they bought everything. They bought all the hardware. Yep. They're gonna. They're just gonna ditch the streaming nonsense. I think all they're buying. They're they're just they're buying. Well, the I'll, hold on. I don't think they will because Beats has a really lucrative relationship with AT and T right now. Yeah, and there is no reason to ditch that. If you bought it, if if you're Apple and you bought it, you bought the brand for the most part. But I'm sure that there's some back end stuff that they like, and you also bought the business relationships that Beats has already made. So right. Okay. Good point. Yeah, that's a point. Earphone wise, they clearly had modeled what they did off of Apple to begin with. Maybe yeah, you know, they blinged it up a bit, but they blinged it up a bit, but yeah. they really didn't um, but the, go very far from that model. But am I remiss in saying those headphones just aren't that fucking great? Um, uh, I've, I've had Beats for a couple of years. Yeah. I got my all right. So we're talking about relationships. They've got a relationship with HTC, okay, and yeah. they had Beats Audio on their Android phones. Okay, so I'm wondering how that's going to. Right. So maybe they're trying to muscle into that market. They might a be bit. doing that, yeah. but I got my first pair of Beats with my 
my old HTC Android phone, mm -hmm. they lasted a year and they were incredible. Mm -hmm. And when it came time to buy a new pair, I didn't want to spend $20 on a pair that I was going to replace two months later. So, right. I mean, I bought the $100 pair of earbuds and they're great. I mean, I like the earbuds, but I mean, I I actually got a pair of, um, shit, I can't remember, I can't remember, really good, like studio grade earbuds, but mm -hmm. I use them to run and stuff, so they didn't work for me. Right. And I got another pair of Beats and... I mean, I think they're I think they're great. They're much better than those earpods. Oh yeah, those sure. Are terrible. These are terrible. Yeah. I, I freely admit that these things are my. I might as well just go to Rite Aid. And, yeah. yeah. The thing that's what drives me nuts when I go to like CVS, like all the really shitty uh, earbuds are like under under glass with the lock. Like you got to get somebody <laughs> to get these 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 just dog shit headphones. That like you know, uh, you can sell these things out of vending machines, man. What are you doing, shit, man? We got a dog in the room. Yeah, sorry, I didn't Why mean to. Mean yeah. <laughs> Sensitive, man. Sorry, buddy. Clearly, he looks. Offended. But again, yeah, just like Dr. Dre made a lot of money, but Jimmy Iovine, I guarantee you, made way more money than Dr. Dre. Jimmy Iovine is just. He's one of those guys that I love. I like. Um, you know, he founded Interscope. He's just his fingerprints are all over some of the most like lucrative deals in music. You know. He's mm -hmm. like Herb Alpert, believe it or not. Herb yeah. Alpert from the Tijuana Brass. Everyone makes fun of him for, uh, you know, like Spanish Flea and, you know, all the songs that were all on the dating game and shit like that. I don't think they make fun of like him that. because of that damn album cover. D yeah, that with Cream and Other Delights. But, but the <laughs> A in A&M Records stands for Alpert, and, and Sony bought that for about $500 million. Yeah. So, you know. So they also got the streaming, yeah. and that... How how is Apple going to use that? I, that's you know. that's that's going to what's going to be arranged. Be seen. They they've promised a, an audio Spotify competitor for years now. They've missed the window. There's no chance of anybody using that. You know, Match was supposed to be it. Uh, I enjoyed being able to like have the idea of having all my stuff because like my catalog is obviously going to be a lot more uh, larger and eclectic than the average user enjoyed the idea of being able to have that up in the cloud and I can stream it. The actuality was I was just uploading it to a hard drive and then I could download it if I wanted to listen to it. There was no streaming. There's nothing involved. So they, they've they just missed that boat. That's gone. Maybe this is them trying to get into it. Right. Given the uh, given the hardware and uh, software synergies they're going to be able to build with this, I don't think they've missed any boats at all. I all think right. that I think they bought an established service probably with some uh, some algorithms that they really like. I, if they like them, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they build some of those algorithms into the genius functions and things like that too. That, that I can see. And when you've got that, the possibility of building that together with iTunes, bundling that with every Apple product. And then giving it preferential treatment with every Apple product, you're basically building it into the Apple niche market right there, and there'd be no reason to use Spotify or RDO off of an Apple product after they get it fully integrated. Uh, <laughs> All right. So Spotify... you, you can take that out and drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> your work is your work is done here, man. Jesus. That's handled. There's Spotify, yeah. no, Susie. It's handled. No, no. <laughs> but nobody mentioned the Amazon thing that just yeah, you know, blew up on my because computer. Because, <laughs> because nobody, because nobody gets. I mean, I'll, like if I need some, some if I need some like sh uh, like a twelve pack of shaving cream, I'll hit I'll hit Amazon. <laughs> You know, but not like, you know, if I want like a... So for the others, you go to... Not CVS. It's straight to Amazon. Fox, I'm, I'm getting bitter at CVS right now. Because they lock up their damn cheap-ass headphones. Like, I'm going to, you know... Go, so somehow I didn't get the Blue Album. $5 on Amazon yesterday. New, new uh, cloud software. 
streaming mm-hmm. software. Something I had to download, couldn't just add it to my iTunes library. So Amazon's trying to make a play for this market too. They've been trying for a while, but they, it just, there's no integration. It's like Paul was saying, like the big key is like how it integrates into existing technology. So Amazon now, it's a... It's not a completely separate platform, but it is a thing. Like I would have to have an Amazon app. It's not baked into any phone, and that so like Android, like the Google Play Store, mm-hmm. like has that, and then uh, iTunes is theoretically the same thing. And you, you know, Amazon's just never going to get there unless they make their own phone, which we're turning into a tech podcast right now. No, seriously, <laughs> they're, they're doing. Yeah, they are. They're, they're doing. doing. They are. No, doing. but Amazon does. They, they're pretty big in like the government contracting like there are tons of tons of government contracts around here that are working specifically with amazon they're like providing them with environments and And their algorithms there stuff like that but But that doesn't really help them for the this kind of commercial mobile space right right but there's there's tons of money in government there's no shortage of loot in government contracting so i mean they're going to be okay but i just can't imagine them ever being like a, a streaming music player I mean, I don't think you know anybody's I mean? debating that Amazon is going to be okay. They're like yeah. the world's largest retailer. It's just whether they're going to be in this space, and I don't. I know drone prop got a hard drone program got shut down. It's the first step, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see if it gets actually shut down. Yeah. <laughs> they're, it's just secret now. You don't know about the drones, yeah. but they're there. We don't know about any do of I the drones. Do I have to join Amazon Prime now to get in on that? Dude, you're not on Amazon Prime. Yeah. You don't have a drone. all right with that i think we've talked about this enough uh we got a couple albums to uh talk about today uh both of them uh were actually unique in that they were recorded very much when you talk about uh i guess quick rough dirty uh on the fly maybe even bedroom recording both of them were this uh, one of them may be the next great hope of country music but the first one we're going to talk about right now is uh one part Mountain Man and one part, uh, what is it, Megaphon, uh, Sylvanesso. When the sounds come together so close to my face, it's no wonder we wonder what's taking place. Oh, I feel like an animal in the night. Play it right, play it right. So that, that is the first single of Sylvanessa's debut. I think self-titled, correct, Susie? Is it, yeah, it's just Sylvanessa's debut. Uh, Play It Right uh, is set up front. Uh, Sylvanessa is Amelia uh, Meath of Mountain Man and Nick Sanborn of Megaphone. He's the bass player. Also goes by uh, Made of Oak, which, you know, I guess if you're an electronic producer, you have to uh, go by something like that. Adam, yeah, I, I, it, it, I was most interested to see how your reaction to this album is given what we were talking about DJs last week and yeah. how they do all this shit um, so let's start with you like like, what's this doing for you uh, she's I think she's fine it's just I think at some point she's she's looking at a, a lawsuit from Feist um, well <laughs> she sounds just like Feist mm-hmm. and if I wanted to listen to Feist I'd listen to Feist okay um, and I think in terms of that guy being a producer, what's his name? Uh, Nick Sanborn. Nick Sanborn. He's just not really very good. Okay. Um, he he does he he really likes throwing in this sort of throbbing 
um, asymmetrical mm-hmm. stuff in the background. It kind of sounds like a dryer with an unbalanced load is going on mm-hmm. on like four songs, like hi, 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 which is fine, except that's completely contradictory to with what the drum, the mm-hmm. the beat is going on. You know, I. I believe that might be called dubstep. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like the dubstep is fine, but shouldn't it be? Shouldn't it be in the same neighborhood as the actual meter of the beat? Um, it this guy, this guy goes, he throws stuff in there that is actually out of time. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And and it's like, and I'm wondering how the hell that happens if you have a computer. Like, aren't there fail safes? Well, that probably means like isn't Siri gonna pop yeah. up and be yeah. like? Be like, beep, like, numb, nuts, you are out of time. You so know. many live shows, though. That's exactly what's coming across. You're in that environment, and uh-huh. you're, like, in the groove, and then something jars you out. And I feel like it's not... So he's doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, that, I, I'm just not a fan of, of that that sound, you know? Right, right, right. Um, and, and, like, when he throws in, uh, young, I guess we haven't done the, the single yet. Uh, no, 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 and coffee is is coffee. coffee. There's two, we want to talk about coffee and, and the song Wolf, actually. Right, but uh, you know, I, I I just I just don't think that guy's very good. Okay, I, I think uh, he's 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 trying to to mess around with time in a way that is more confusing than than quality listening. If, you know, if I told you he did all this in his bedroom. I, I know guys who can still get their shit together their time, time so wise the time, in their bedroom. The time so you know, okay. I think he's. Uh, I, I'm not saying that like I think he's incompetent. I think he's just trying to to be like like crazy and throw you a curveball, and it's just not really working. Right, right, right. So trying too hard. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna guess like I, I mean I know I do. I'm gonna guess Susie, you fall down on sort of the opposite side of this, or maybe. No, I, I will. I do actually really enjoy it, but uh-huh. and I'm not as critical about it. I won't say that it's um, surfaced on a couple of listens. Is my like this is it for the year? This is going to be in my top ten. Sure, I, sure. I feel like it could easily be seven and then get placed out as the year goes mm-hmm. on but i do find it very appealing yeah and you've seen them live or have you not yet not yet um definitely wanted to at south by and couldn't make the time work out yeah they, they are touring with two yards okay so, so that's happening um and it's funny like and actually paul i'm glad you're here to talk about this because this is what i was talking about with Y oak mm-hmm. these are two people that are and this might be some of your reaction adam it's like this is not their Zone, if it if you want to call it that, okay. And they're reaching out to do something different, and for me, I think it completely fucking works. Mm. Um, the off time, like I hate, I like the the best thing ever is that Man of Steel, like on this trailer, like Death by Dubstep, mm-hmm. like that's just ridiculous. But I hate that. But like these elements work into this, and I, I find myself like oh, it's it's endearing, and I, I'm trying to figure out why. Uh, but as it stands, like I feel like this, it there's a lot more miss on the album than there is hit. But I think they're onto something, and I think they're onto something more than Y.O. I mean, Paul, I, you know, if we're gonna draw that comparison, then I I would have to come out on the other side of it. And I, I don't get me wrong, I don't dislike this album. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. I, there was nothing on it that really hooked me. Like there's a few, there's a few songs, yeah. especially the single that'll that'll get into your head a little bit. But there's nothing that really elevates it above kind of background music. It it falls into that category where I'm like, you know, if it's on, I'm not going to tell anybody to change the station. But I can't imagine myself very often going like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to go listen to the Sylvanesso album. Uh, it feels really calculated 
to me. It doesn't feel like something that there's a lot of calculated. No, not 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 calculated, not calculated commercially, though. That could be in there, too. But I I don't feel a lot of personality coming through on the record. Mm -hmm. It sounds like some interesting beats that have been put together. But I, the lyrics aren't doing anything for me, and I don't feel any emotion really coming through, and I don't feel a deliberate lack of emotion coming through too, which can be its own thing. Sure, it just it, it, it I don't I, I don't want to be derogatory and say it sounds tossed off. It just doesn't sound like it's fully developed. Okay, let's hear because uh, I, I actually I could agree with you on a lot of that, especially the fully developed thing. Let's hear a, a little bit of coffee and then come back to that point and see where we're at. saying you're thinking more twee that, that was coffee by the way that's the single uh but you're thinking you're talking about twee we're talking about what what the, isn't working something about the vocal quality i'm not saying it's not working it's just very um uh maybe the word is calculated i don't know if that's exactly it but it sounds like she's trying for a certain um register mm-hmm. that may not actually be her natural one to come across as a little girlish i think cutie pie do you have well Back to the cutie pie. Back to the cutie pie. Back to Wes Anderson and ukuleles and. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Or, well, let's not let's not insult Wes Anderson on this podcast, all right? Or then we're gonna have different words. We're all, it's all, all, little, it's all, we're all just living in the little rascals, you know. It's all crayons and construction paper. And oh, the little rascals was actually pretty nap time. Like nap time at the elementary school, and we're all gonna get a juke juice box and some applesauce oh, and listen to this girl sing us to sleep. She does something akin to scat in some of the other songs, so you know uh, I'm not sure that that's limiting her vocal um, abilities, but she is 
coming to a little bit of a higher register and it is a little um it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel completely organic it may be overly emphasized this this song is actually this song is is it's okay it's fine they're gonna they're you know it'll they'll Volkswagen will pick it up. They'll sell Passats. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Seriously, that's what's going to happen. We all know that's what's going to happen. They'll yeah, put it. They'll probably put it, already has. Yeah, they'll put it in like an episode of Bones or Grey's Anatomy or something when mm-hmm. like two characters make out for the first time. <laughs> you know, that's how it's going to go down. We've we've seen this a million times, haven't we? Yeah, I think yeah. We were talking so that's about what's going to happen with this song. Suffice, but, right? If, yeah, exactly. If only the so, OC was still on yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> it's what the new Apple Beats is going to use. Yeah. Right. So they'll be fine. But they'll that, be fine. But, but, but does, like, but does but, that make it bad? No, it doesn't make it bad. I'm not. Again, I, I'm not. I don't. You're not going to believe this. I don't have like malice against this. I just right. don't think it's very good. I just yeah. don't think it's very good. I don't think. I don't think a lot of new like ground is being broken here. And the ground that they're walking around on is is just kind of eh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, how's this making you feel? Uh, when I the first song you played, you mentioned Megaphone, and I'm wondering how incestuous all that is because I kind of heard some gangs in there a little bit, and yeah. maybe a little Polisa as well. So that was my first reaction. I mean, it's uh, I get what you're saying with the the cutie pie and then the the uh, xylophone. Yeah, what's that doing in there? Yeah, I don't. I don't. What's get the that point of that? Like, well, you know. He just he had a xylophone like in a closet. He's like, dude, I should use this. Like, if I don't use this, I'm gonna be pissed at myself. And he did. It, you know? I mean, it, I wouldn't. Like Paul was saying, I wouldn't like. Uh, I wouldn't go and turn that on, but I wouldn't turn it off. It's good background music, but I mean, it's not something I would listen to a lot. I think it's definitely gonna get under my skin. Um, you know, at first I. I it was like, this is nice, this is pleasant. But I, I think there's a couple cuts that are just going to uh, linger. And maybe because they will be in the Apple Beats commercials. They're going to be in some of Let's play, let's play one more cut. Yeah. I think, actually, this is, I mean, coffee is it's, it's the most polished. And that is going to end up on the Apple commercial. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the track Wolf, though, actually has already got under my skin. And I think it's, it's pretty good. So. He's kinder, but seeing we. It's a reminder Don't wear no suit We're talking t-shirts See how it glides Makes women shiver Slave dolls would take it and then 
just start screaming <laughs> over it. Turn it up to 40? Yeah. Like, just blow out all the Actually, amps. Actually, their, their newer tracks aren't bad. Like, I feel like Sleigh Bells is, is coming you, around. You can go but... home now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the direction we're going on <laughs> Well, it was good to have you, sir. <laughs> Thanks for the beers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so actually that track, I think, like, we were talking about the timing while that was mm-hmm. playing. You know, it, it is a, uh, and like I was saying, it, it's something I think has popped up. I don't quite understand it. You think it doesn't lock in. I think it does. Not do, that so. particular song. I, I misspoke. That particular song is fine. They don't engage in, in like, new time signature adventures, mm-hmm. um, you know, but they definitely do on, on more than a few songs on this. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that, that everything needs to be... Lockstep with with kick drums on the ones and threes, so yeah, even yeah. the white people know where it is. You know, I'm not saying it needs to be like that all the time, but um, you know, it doesn't. It, I, I don't need to like break out a slide rule in order to figure out where the beat is on on an album made by two people. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I just don't. They're making me burn entirely too many calories. <laughs> Uh, to, to enjoy this music. You could just listen, man. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to just listen, but but the problem is, is like, you know, up oh, here's the xylophone that's that's like in 7-8 time over a 4-4. Four, four, yeah, it's it's you know. jarring. It's, it, it's, it's sort of like, honestly, like it's it's appropriate, I think, that they're touring with Tune Yards. Uh, I think this is a little cleaner than Tune Yards' yeah, new yeah. album, for right. sure. Less cluttered, for sure. For but. sure influenced by Who Kill. Yeah, absolutely. Like, in what they were doing. Um, and, but, again, throwing stuff in there, like, that maybe doesn't need to be in there. Right. Well, but, I, you know, beyond that, though, if you're going to drop Tune Yards on there, there's a real personality that comes through on every song that Meryl plays. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's got a she's got a very distinct perspective and th- I could never get what the perspective of this album was. Like I don't see any kind of thematic unity and I don't, no, I see, don't. see any any personality to it. What the biggest thing that came out of Who Kill is no matter what she was doing with the song with each of those songs, she was saying something on each one of them. Yeah, and that is yeah. that is ab- and you absolutely know who Meryl Barbas is. I don't know who this chick is. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm, I know that she sounds like Feist, you know, and like I got I got I got some Feist jams on my my iTunes, <laughs> and if I need to hear Feist, I'll listen to Feist. Yeah. you know. So where so where are you gonna land on this man? Uh, I, I I will I will I will pass, but without. Without malice, just, they're gonna because they're gonna they're gonna like, be fine. They're gonna, you know, again, it'll it'll be on an episode of, of, of like Bones or something, and you know <laughs> that they'll be all right. They'll be fine. Susie, what? Huh? What are my again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, pass stream or uh, buy it. Buy it. You're gonna buy it. Buy it. Stream it. All right. I am going to. Do you, you want to vote, Brian? Or? Uh, I'll say stream. You're going to stream it? Uh, I am actually going to. I'm going to buy it because I, I like the background noise effect of it. Uh, just, you know, had it on last night. It's a nice romantic evening at the household. Just say. Man. <laughs> well, all right, buddy. Well, all right, so moving on. Yeah. Uh, we got. Sylvanesso and three episodes of Nashville. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> We, we, we got both real. kinds of music going on here, <laughs> country and western. Introducing better modern sound and country music. I've seen Jesus play with flames in the lake of fire. I was standing in 
Met the devil in Seattle Spent nine months inside the lion's den Met Booty yet another time Showed me a glowing light within But I swear that God was there Every time I go to the eyes of my best friend Says my son, it's all been done Someday you're gonna wake up old and gray Go and try and have some fun Showing warmth to everyone Far beyond this place We're reptile aliens made of life Cut you open and pull out all your pain Tell me how you make illegal Something that I'll make in our brain Some say you might go crazy Then again, it might make you go insane. Every time you take a hit inside that old fable book, blinded and blinded of pain caused by some old man in the sky. Marijuana, LSD, psilocybin, DMT, the option. I've been waiting fucking a month to talk about this goddamn album. I have played it at least, as we were saying, 130 times. That is Sturgill Simpson, and it's Turtles All the Way Down. Uh, Paul, you finally did you finally listen to it? Oh, I've been over at your house enough where I think yeah. I'd heard the so, album in pieces uh, several times, but I've listened to it a few times uh, this week, and yeah, I finally get it. Yeah, like. I, uh, there's no way for me to like it as much as you do because I no, think, I, I think you actually <laughs> like it more than Sturgill Simpson likes it. <laughs> yeah, probably. But uh, but no, you know, outside working in the yard, yep. put this on. I was like, all right, this is a groove, uh, and the, and the lyrics are just fantastic. Yeah, so. it's, it's before we get into it, a little history on Sturgill. Uh, his this is a follow up. He put out an album last year, High Top Mountains so of Points. He got an album, and then next year made another album. Uh, this one is, it's actually a reference to the Ray Charles album, uh, Modern Sounds and Country and Western Music. Uh, and there's everything, you will like this, uh, he's drawing from everything from Carl Sagan to Enter the Void. Yeah. Which is... Enter the Void is an awesome movie. Yeah, Gaspar Noe, if you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it because I'm scared. You, oh, you should be. It's, I know, I know, great. I know, I should be scared. <laughs> uh, uh, that song specifically is talking about Turtles All the Way Down, a, a, a basic concept in cosmology, um, which is a whole podcast if we were to try to explain that, but there's a turtle at the bottom, essentially. There's no bottom. Oh, there is no bottom. So if there were, there'd be a turtle. Uh, here is the most impressive thing. This album was made in four days... Two takes per song, four thousand dollars. Word. 
what the actual fuck. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's amazing. That is that is absolutely and actually amazing. three thousand of that went to the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, four thousand dollars is like the catering budget on your average. Like, right, you know. Right, so there's a lot of press that's coming around about this, being like he's the savior of country music and and all that. And while I normally like want to stay away from statements like that, that fact alone, mm-hmm. he may be. Yeah, he might be. <laughs> I think. Oh, go, go uh, he's he's really desperately needed. Nashville's just really tired and really stale and. Mm-hmm. It's become sort of, um, I, th- I think, like the worst. The worst it got, uh, you know, because country music is meant to be sort of like it's. I think like BB King called it like white people's blues, and he's not. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. You know, it's a lot of, and then that oversimplifies it a lot. Um, but I think like the low point was at, at the RNC, where that dingus came out there and was like singing, "Hey, Mr. President, I built that," you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that fucking song, that debacle. I think that was like the the lowest point it could possibly get. And it's like, okay, we need to stop having it be about like how you love spending time with your family and going to church. Like that's not right. I don't think that's what country music is supposed to be about. And it's become really boring and really conservative and really stale. It it can be. I think I think. Initially, this was the actual like music of the people, right? It totally was, and and so if you go back through country music history, there were people always singing about this. Mm-hmm. It's just a little different, maybe less flashy. What the really great shit was, though was was uh, I guess branded as outlaw country. Exactly, had Johnny Cash, and Graham Parsons. We were talking about Brian earlier. Merle Haggard, and Merle Haggard, fucking but, Willie Nelson. But even George Jones would get into George it. George Jones, you know, and, yeah. And you know, these people that were more concerned with. Telling uh, emotional stories about their mindset, where they were coming from, right. things they were they going through. They just happened through. to live in the country right. or be from the country. Exactly. They, they weren't like playing to this. Instead of now, you have mega hits about like red solo cups and, and shit getting thrown around. I mean, this is this is this type of album is something that's been coming up, I guess, through Nashville now. Which is not the but. I mean, when you talk about like busting on Nashville. There's a remarkable amount of talent in that town, but mm-hmm. you're talking about the industry itself. I'm talking about the conveyor belt. Like Nashville is is pretty much handled the same way Motown was. Uh, there's yeah. there's there's like a the there's a house band. There's a pool of like maybe twenty to thirty guys. Mm-hmm. So like when you were listening to, to like a Smokey Robinson album, a record, or like you know a Jackson Five record, you were hearing the same pool of musicians. So there was like real, there was a real, uh, you know, consistency in sound. Mm-hmm. And country music is the same way. There are these insanely talented studios, talented studio guys. There are like eight or nine drummers, like maybe ten guitar players, and they all just get a call. Hey man, come on in. Here's the sheet music. We're gonna knock it out. And um, there, and that's the formula. The singer just comes in. The songs are written for them. Yeah. You know, and there's no real room for the originality of the artist. And those guys are kind of wearing golden handcuffs. Mm-hmm. You know, they have their own songs, but like they're no one never really allowed to, to sing them. You know, so these songs are written for them and they're in the golden handcuffs because they're making tons of tons of money, you know, and they can just go out and the tour is paid for and they'll get their checks. Right. Right. So why rock the boat? You know, and and this guy, Sturgill, said, well, I mean, I made this record in my living room. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's fucking it's, it's <laughs> awesome. And it's way time it's a hundred times better than anything yeah. that's coming out of the Nashville factory right now. You know? I, I and I think it obviously is country. I mean it's it's country's like music. I, I don't think it had to be country. Mm-hmm. Like, if that makes sense. Like 
it's just he is he is unchained. Like there was a point he was talking. We saw him back at uh, Gypsy Sally just a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he was talking about. Uh, two things. He said, if you want your music about, like, tripping face and twang, then I'm your man. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's that. <laughs> and, and he really means it. And But there's, like, he could easily plug into this system. Mm-hmm. He's Every song on this album is a he's phenomenal the fucking... He's, the voice... I mean, we can talk about the voice for hours. We can talk about the, just the, the songwriting, mm-hmm. the content of the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the songs we're going to hear, like, blows my mind every time I've heard it, and I've heard it 130 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But his manager somehow had the, like, foresight to just be like, you know what? You're going to go into debt. And this is, like, straight from, I guess it's actually from a Chris Richards interview, but so it's straight from his mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to go into debt either way. Go into debt by yourself. Right. And do it. And he did. And that's where you get a $4,000 album knocked out in 40. I mean, this is like Lydia Lovelace's shit. You know, not as, like, energetic as that. But, I mean, it's like, it's that that catches that lightning in a bottle. Better to owe, like, four grand to Visa than 400 grand to, to yeah. a record company. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Let's... Uh, uh, what I, uh, Paul, I want to get you to weigh in on some stuff. And actually, Brian, if you want, or Susie, I mean, you're looking, but uh, I want to hear the song. Uh, this is uh, Life of Sin, and it's fucking sort of blows my mind. Mm. Well, things have been a little complicated. Quality life has got me down. Well, sex is cheap and talk is overrated. And the boys and me still working on the sound Well, a little happiness, a little love Was all I wanted Sure as hell thought I'd found it But I was wrong She left my heart feeling tony And my memories all haunted But it's her I have to thank all my songs So every day Apparently I was drinking before doing this, <laughs> which is no surprise. I was going to play, uh, shit, now I can't find it, uh, Living the Dream, which blows my mind in a separate way. This blows my mind in a way that that is so purely what country should be about. Yeah, totally. Like, he gets to that punch at the end, like, you know, living like this, you know, life of sin, and it's just like, fuck, man. Mm-hmm. You just distilled, like being a badass down to like that that's what it should be that's what country music should be you know it, it's not um, it's not singing about how you you love your family you know it's not singing about I mean I suppose it is that's what it is now that's my point mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep bitching about Nashville so well, somebody else can be like, so Susie like you spent <laughs> a little time with this yes so so, when it, <laughs> so so I'm gonna come out you know sort of in the, the woods about it I to me it sounds like country music it sounds like you know like until one or two of the lyrics jumped out and i stopped in my tracks and it was like 
he's singing about what? <laughs> right. I would just like pass over all of this because the music was exactly what I expected. You know, like I didn't catch that guitar note, but it was like, all right, this is country music. Mm. This is still country music. He's got that toying in his voice. This is still country music. I get like there's there's like one song, Ain't Ain't Flowers, where mm-hmm. he's got some kind of noise ending. But like up Which... until that, like that kept grabbing me back. But that's what like. You have to, to me, you have to spend a lot of time with it to get into the intricacy of his lyrics so that, like, the funny lines will, like, is that really LSD? Did he really say that? Yeah. So, about- yeah, that, like, when those things jump out at me, that hooked me back in. But until I could hear those lyrics, I, you know, kind of just glossed over the whole, because it was solidly country music. Mm-hmm. And, well, and I think that actually that goes to the point um, we were talking about with Nashville earlier. Like, I think a lot of us kind of have uh, country music blinders on mm-hmm. right now because once you hear the sound, you're like, oh, I think I've heard this before. So, yeah, it does take a little while to uh, to really realize you're hearing something, I won't say new, but at least uh, at least old. You know, something that's uh, something that's at least coming back around uh, from before. And I don't really, I, I know what you were saying with the Lydia Loveless comparison, but what jumped out to Lydia, about Lydia Loveless the first time around was not just the lyrics, but it also didn't sound 100% country because she was definitely rolling cowpunk. Yeah, and yeah. this is country. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually was drawing more comparisons to uh, Casey Musgraves. As sure. And, and that, that's a name to bring up in your, if you're talking... Kevin likes the comp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, I like it, Casey Musgraves, it, it, too. If you're, if you're talking about like this new thing going on in Nashville that is just, I think, like, coincidentally, just happens to be in Nashville, Casey Musgraves is a name you should talk about because she's also writing songs that are... Uh, they're, they're just flat-out intelligent songs that also fit into this dumb fucking mold of country music that it has become that can have some appeal. She's had mass appeal. Like, like with the, like, alt-country or cowpunk stuff and with, like, the regular country fans. Like, if you hear a song like Merry-Go-Round and, and, and I will point out, I don't think there's a song as good as Merry-Go-Round on this album. If you hear a song like that and if you grew up in the South, that's a mean fucking song. And she wrote it and it's like, well... But people will listen to it and be like, yeah, I get that. They can't deny it. They, exactly. They cannot <laughs> they deny it. They can't deny it. And know? that took balls to write that song. Because straight it, up, she just straight up aired some laundry right yeah, there. She's yeah. like, hey, y'all, here's this. So, yeah. but back to Sturgill, like what he's doing, is like, this is, seems more of like a little cosmic trip. Uh, the, the last song you were ta- talking about uh, is It Ain't All About the Flowers, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's It Ain't All Flowers. That's when he it gets into this... Like using his voice in like a ba- it's a badass trip, the yeah. country music, you know, and he's shouting at it, and you're just like, what in the fuck is like? George Strait ain't singing about a badass trip. Garth Brooks isn't gonna sing about a badass trip. No, you know, Merle Haggard will. Merle sing Haggard might. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Those guys, those guys get just as fucked up as your average Michigan yep. death metal band. You know, they do. But they just they just don't ever sing about it. You're right. just not meant to sing about stuff like that because like, you know, that that ruins your your whole like that ruins your whole marketability to, to the country audience, you know? Um so it, I, I, I just it's he's picking some pretty dangerous ground to walk around walk around in terms of like your standard country audience, you know. Um I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna wanna hear it. You know? That's the thing. I just don't think they're gonna wanna hear it at all. I mean, I, I'm, I'm amazed with this album. I think it's awesome. I'm, 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 I've worn it out, but 
he's taking some serious risks, man. But then again, he's doing it outside the Nashville establishment, so who knows? Yeah. You know, who knows? It might be he might he might like you know, Nashville might come calling after this. You know, because he's been getting some press. Really? Yeah. So, so Brian, what, what do you think? Uh, I mean, this is the first time I've heard this at all. Yeah. And um, it just immediately, we discussed earlier Graham Parsons. It immediately made me think of Graham Parsons. Mm-hmm. And you've got the darker subject matter, like Graham Parsons singing Brass Buttons about alcoholism right. and everything. It's like, you don't hear that Anymore. in modern country music. It's yeah. Red Solo Cup. It's leading to alcoholism, all that shit. Yeah, but that's just like, hey, we're having a party. Yeah, it's trucks. <laughs> Never going to go home. And everything's going to be cool tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, yeah. The consequence free country music. Right. This yeah. is dark, right. dark shit in life. Yeah. And this is, this is, I mean, this is, in my opinion, real country. And this is. Yeah, I mean, that's you haven't I'm, asked me yet, but I'm buying and giving to other people oh, as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, well, let's let's. Uh, let's we also that. need to talk about the oh, cover. Sorry. Yeah, we want. Well, there's two covers. There's actually, yeah, there's actually a uh, there's actually a Leuven Brothers cover, but this one I want to talk about the cover. Yeah, uh, we're this going to play it. And this then... needs to be discussed. You. Don't look to strangers You know him I'll always be there When you're in doubt When you're in danger Take a look all around And I'll be there I'm sorry but I'm just thinking of right words to say I know they don't sound the way plan them to be but if you wait around I'll make you I promise, I promise you. All right, all right, Susie, the contrast. We got it on the, we got yeah. on the speakers here, right? Yeah, here's the Maybe. original. You know. Yeah, you know this song. <laughs> right now, Susie is like looking, <laughs> shaking her head. Come here. Hey, sit. I probably always thought this was, you know, well, just some other band. Yeah, right, right. It's a good song in its own right, but it took. I just bet they they like like they went on tour with like Gene loves Jezebel or something like that. I think it highlights that like good songwriting is good songwriting. Regardless of genre, like you but make you know a good. What? I love it when. See, here's what I love about that. I love it when people do that. Like my buddy Steve once played me. Um, you know the song like "Build Me Up, Buttercup." Yeah, like that's just the, the bounciest song. Yeah. And Steve, like he read the lyrics, and it's actually the saddest goddamn song in the world. It's like, and worst of all, 
You know you never call me when you say yeah. you will. It's like really fucking sad. So I love it when people do that. I'm like a, I'm like a, a toddler and someone's playing peekaboo with me when somebody does that. I'm like, oh yeah, do it again. I love it when I love it when you turn like that song really sad and lonely. Yay! You know? I love that, it, man. It, so in, that's why I'm, I'm all about this these case, guys. That, that, I mean, that was, if you haven't heard the album, I mean, it's been streaming on NPR for all, all week, and it comes out, like, well, it'll be out today when you're hearing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so it might be, I hope it didn't spoil that for anybody, because when you get to it, like, I had no idea. I mean, you just see something that says The Promise on an album, on a country album, you're like, why would that be that? Right. Like, why the fuck would that be that? Yeah. And then it gets it, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, that's actually that. That's heavy, and I mean the album from there goes into uh, "It Ain't All Flowers," and then the last song uh, is it um, the Pan Bowl. The the what what ties this album up in a nice little bow for me is that he's playing with country music and playing with like what he's going to talk about. He's going to do an '80s cover and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and then Pan Bowl is. Just a fucking beautiful like country music song about missing your mama and your mm-hmm. grandma and like living in the holler. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you just use the term holler? I'm from Southwest Virginia. <laughs> I can use he's, the term holler. He has a holler license. Yes, I have a holler. He license. can say holler. My buddy Jarrett's from West Virginia. He can say holler. So, don't you have to define that? I uh, couldn't. <laughs> holler. It's like a. It's like a. Like a. Like a. It's like a valley. Valley. It's a short valley. But yeah. Short mountains. Right. Yeah. Rocky's Envy. Uh, but he ties it up with that, and that's almost, like to me, like a middle finger to like Nashville because like that song comes out on anybody's album, mm-hmm. and that is a fucking mega million dollar hit. Yeah. They'll be pissed they, they'll be pissed they didn't take him seriously when they hear that song. Yeah. You know? And I, and I think that is, like, part of... I mean, I, I think we figured out where I'm going to fall on this. But, uh, yeah. But I think that's part of the triumph of this for me is that he does all this and it still is just like, you know what? I can do this better than you motherfuckers. Yeah. He can. He like, I, I can write my own songs. Thank you very much. I can make my own album. Thank you very much. I don't need to be on CMT. Can I can sing my I, own stuff. He is on CMT Well, now, but though. no, but like I don't need to, you know, I don't need to go on tour with the Florida Georgia line. Mm-hmm. You know, um, or old Daria. Daria's a fan. Well, okay, like I don't. <laughs> I don't need to like. Go. No. Yeah, that's the appropriate First reaction. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't. I don't need to open up for like fucking rascal flats. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not. I mean, I'm just gonna do my own thing, and it's 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 just it just it just strikes me as being really authentic, man. And I just I really miss that sort of music, and mm. and I wish there were more of it. And it's. Not ever. I don't think it's ever going to come out of Nashville again. So uh, I think people are going to have to make their own, and that's what he's doing. So I'll Kill whatever. Him. I'll buy it. You going to buy it? I'm going to buy it. Susie, I'll stream it. See if I can get it. All right. I'll buy it. All right. I'm going to buy it for myself and all my friends. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I think you all know what I. Uh, like yeah. I've already bought it. I will do something we've done before, and nobody's ever taken us up on it. Like if you email me. At info at junkieglasses.com, I'll buy you a fucking copy. Only one person, first person. First person to email Last time we did copy. that, thank God nobody replied. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is, the, the 11 people who listen to the, the podcast already to... have it. Yeah. <laughs> is he touring right now? Uh, he is. He's going to be actually at the Birchmere uh, right after my birthday. Oh, I, 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 I would fucking camp so, out to see him at the Birchmere. So, opening for, uh, po- awesome. uh, opening for Pokey Lafarge. Okay. 
Uh, so is he going to have a band with him, or is he solo acoustic stuff? Unclear, but I want to find that shit out. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Uh, yeah, so he is touring. He is once this comes out, I have a feeling he's going to be touring a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they even yeah, he's <laughs> like interview. I already tried working on it, so we'll, we'll talk to him. So that is, I think, our podcast for this week. Uh, I didn't look ahead to see what we're going to be talking about next week, but it'll be something. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> something. Uh, <laughs> Brian, thank you for finally making it to the basement. Glad I we, we, have, we have beers. Uh, Paul, Susie, Adam. All right, man. As cool. usual. Uh, and thank we you. will see you next week. On Thursday, there is going to be an interview up of uh, White Hinterland that Andre did at the Rockland Hotel. So stay tuned for that. And then if you want to hear us talk shit, just skip it next week. <laughs> All, right. All right. Out. Oh.